Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you with our special guest, Dr. Lauren Cielo, former engineer at a Fortune 500 company, now a professional clairvoyant, healer, and teacher. Dr. Cielo uses cutting-edge tools and techniques that allow reading energy and possessing the ability to shift or change situations to benefit clients and their loved ones as well. Dr. Lauren Cielo back on Coast to Coast. Lauren, welcome back. Hey, George, it's great to be here. I hope you and your family had great holidays. So far, and many more coming. What a fast year, though, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Everything's accelerating. <laughs> had a great time with the you at Boulder at our Beyond Belief taping, by the way. That was fun. Uh, oh, that was great, George. I really enjoyed it. I love Boulder. It's great energy. Great town. How did you, as a former engineer, get interested in being a clairvoyant and a, a, a mystical teacher? <laughs> Well, me, like probably a lot of your listeners, we have a a Monday through Friday job, but then on our days off, we're pursuing spiritual, mystical topics, and that was me, of course, and I just kind of stumbled on to this um, psychic institute here in San Diego, where, where I live, and I just took the class on a whim. And it was a six month program. That was the first, the uh, beginning program. And the way things turned out, I started reading professionally about two months into that. Of course, getting laid off as an engineer helped propel me towards <laughs> that. <laughs> but, sure. but that's how, it, how I started, just on a whim. And I turned out, and I turned, it seemed that I was really good at it. And what I mean by that, George, is that the response I got from the person I was reading, it seemed that they were getting so much out of it that. I mean, you can't turn that down, right, to brighten people's days and give them insight into what's going on in their lives. I mean, much better than engineering. As a child, did you have these abilities as well, or did you manifest them at that age? (laughs) That's that's funny you should ask that, because, like, during my psychic classes, you know, uh, uh, on the break, during the, around the water cooler, um, everyone would be talking about all these experiences they had as children. You know, their dead grandfather came to them before the family knew he had passed away, you know, things like this. I had nothing, nothing like that. Now, looking back, I was an astral projector. That, that's what I did as a child. Um, but I totally forgot all that, right? I was just really interested in how the universe worked. And when I, I stumbled onto this teaching, it really explained that for me in a logical way. And once I understood how the universe worked, then I was interested in changing the universe. Now, are you clairvoyant? You would say that, right? Yes, but everyone is. Everyone's clairvoyant. The, the homo sapien itself is clairvoyant. So I just was taught with great teachers to go step by step by step and have um, really tools to read anything that you want, whether they're past lives or reading the dead. There's a step-by-step process to be able to do it. So that fit right in with my logical engineering brain. Lauren, uh, there was a fellow by the name of Robert Monroe who was once, I think, one of the greatest astral projectors out there. Uh, He wrote a book called Journeys Out of the Body, which I picked up when I was a kid. I was mesmerized by it. I've had one out-of-body experience happen when I was about 11 years old. I really haven't been able to duplicate it yet. I, I think I'm, you know, pretty psychically involved and things like that. But in terms of astral projection, it's happened one time. You've studied astral projection as well. 
Yes, you know, um, what I learned from my formal clairvoyant training was what I was really doing as a child. And and I'll say this, it's easier for children to astral project, just like, you know, Edgar Casey told us that our soul doesn't fully come into our body until our mid-20s. So when we're still real pliable as children, it's much easier to astral project and have control over it. And that's what I noticed, that the older I got, the less control I had over the journeys that I was taking. I, I couldn't quite control what was happening. Before, I could script the whole thing. I could even run it backward and start it in, in another way. But as I got older, things got denser and denser. Is it true that when we are alive and we're in our astral body and our physical body, there's a umbilical cord type cord uh, that connects the astral body and the physical body at death? That cord is severed. Is that true? That's absolutely true. And that silver cord is one of the, well, our physical bodies, our astral bodies, and that cord that connect us as we get older, they you know, the bodies get denser, the cord gets clogged up, so it's harder to go back and forth. And if you, you know, every night, of course, when we fall asleep, that's what happens. But a lot of times we forget our quote-unquote dreams because they're getting clogged up in the cord. Now explain that. (laughs) Okay. Well, a lot of the... um, energy work that um, a clairvoyant or an astral projector would do on themselves is this constant clearing of energy and information that plugs us up, whether it's our chakras, our aura, the silver cord, the astral body. So that's why we meditate so much and do the energy work to clear it out and clear it out. Interesting take, Lauren. I mean, is the astral plane heaven and hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's where heaven and hell might have come from because I do too. Yeah, because to us at the vibration that we're running, the lower levels seem nightmarish. Um, you know, you're running and you can't scream, you know, you're fighting and you can't punch. And then of course the highest realms, that's where the archangels and uh, the supreme being reside. And if we do go up there, you won't remember because the homo sapien brain doesn't really read that code that's that's on the highest plane. So if you're trying to do dream work or, and, and you're not remembering anything, it could be that you're going too high. Is there a difference between being clairvoyant and psychic? I think um, there are a lot of different ways that people are psychic, and they have to do with which chakra you're using. So, of course, the clairvoyant chakra is the third eye. Um, the throat chakra is your clairaudience. And your crown chakra, it's a real funny word, it's claircognizance. And those are the three that I read with. The, the lower chakras are actually closed down, so they're not really interacting during a reading. Who closes them down? Do you do that or, or some higher power? I do. And, and everybody can. It's like um, telling your lungs to take a breath. You know, it just naturally does it, yeah. Interesting take. Lauren's website, of course, is called goldenrosepsychic.com, linked up for you at coasttocoastam.com. Do you need to get into a trance or anything like that in order to become clairvoyant or psychic at that time? Well, George, I do think it's an altered state. Um, 
for one thing, when I'm reading, I'm completely neutral. You know, if you tell me you've killed somebody, okay, well, let's contact them and let's look at the contract and look at the karma on why you, why you did that. I don't, I don't feel anything. Um, but I don't like the word trance. I don't even like the word meditation. <laughs> they sound too disciplined to me. Huh. <laughs> if, if when, you're, when you're working with clients, I mean, have they admitted that they killed somebody? Has that ever happened to you? Oh, my gosh, I've heard everything, George. Really? I'm like a bartender or a hairdresser. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, do you freak out? No, no. I mean, I might if, if I wasn't, you know, had my chakras set in a certain way. Yeah, just like, you know, Lauren Cielo on the earth plane would, of course, react to that. But when I'm reading, it, it's like my body's not really you know, interacting with it. I'm up in the spiritual chakras, not so much. Because really, when you think about it, the reason that the idea of killing another human lights us up so much is because those lower three chakras, the first, second, and third, that's our animal part. So you say the word cancer, <laughs> and, and your first chakra goes crazy. But when I read, that's all closed down. So I can just sit up and be completely neutral, almost a neutral witness to the person I'm reading. Now, when you do these readings, what are you looking for from the individual who you're doing the reading of? <laughs> you know, I don't think people ask that enough. Like, what does a clairvoyant really see? Yeah, what, do you, what are you looking at? Yeah, yeah. So there's really only two things that a clairvoyant could ever see. And, and one is color, but it's not really a color. It's, it's a vibration or a frequency of energy. And those frequencies have names like happy, sad, fatigue. But um, the, because the sixth chakra plugs into the pineal gland, the pineal gland has photoreceptors on it. So that's why the homo sapien can see color. So that's one thing that you'll see. And then the other is information. So it's energy and information. And the information looks like little teeny images or pictures. So that's the only thing I see. But I actually read in both worlds. So, um, like, let's say somebody wants to know, am I going to meet Mr. Right? That's a common question that mm -hmm. you would ask a psychic, right? Well, the first thing I would do is I would look over to the astral and see, does, is their higher self writing a contract for something like that? And if there is a contract, then I switch my awareness back to the earth plane, and I'm looking in their energy field, their body chakras and aura, for any resistance to living through that contract. So I go back and forth, back and forth between the two worlds during a reading. And do you ever find that uh, you're stuck, like almost like in limbo, and you, you, you can't pick up a reading or something? Uh, no, pretty much with the tools I was taught, I can move my energy to get out of the way. And that's usually what happens. The psychic's own uh, energy gets in the way. So I have tools to kind of clean myself up, straighten myself up, so I can get back to being that neutral witness. That's a, it's a marvelous ability to be able to do this. And when we take calls next hour, Lauren, do you, do you want to do readings for people or just questions? What's your preference? I'll do a mix. I don't mind at all, George. Okay, so what I'll do is we'll make a deal with the audience that they, one, need to ask you some kind of paranormal question, and two, then they'll get a quick reading from you couple Perfect. minutes. Okay, we'll do that. And I'll remind everybody as we get close to next hour. 
you have also in your career looked at aliens and alien visitations. Tell me what that is with these psychic abilities. Where's the tie-in? Yeah, um, what I would say about, you know, and really let's back all the way up and talk about alien energy. Okay. So, so you run on your unique life force energy, as I do and everyone that's listening. And if you have somebody else's energy in your field, that's alien and that's non-beneficial. In this teaching, you want to run your own energy. As a matter of fact, if I'm reading somebody looking at their energy field and I see black, that is someone else's energy. So we always remove that. But, but what you're talking about is like extraterrestrials. And really what this teaching would say is most of the extraterrestrials, maybe 99% of them, are really beings without bodies. So like an archangel or an ascended master. So this teaching doesn't really talk about extraterrestrials that come here in metal ships. It's more that you'll, you know, you might be astral projecting <laughs> back to that topic um, when hmm. you're interact, you know, when you are visited, when you have a visitation. So um, and 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 another thing about this teaching is that. What is alien to the earth plane are the the beings without bodies, the, the, the angels, the ascended masters. This whole universe, as far as a telescope could see, as far as a spaceship could go, that's all the earth plane. That all belongs here. <laughs> so you're convinced that, one, there are extraterrestrials, two, we're being visited, and three, there's some kind of psychic connection with them. I think so. I think um, when you're being visited, I think you're in an altered state. That's what I think. I don't think that you and I would be walking down the street and, and see an alien. I don't think that. I think you and I would have to be in an altered state to be able to perceive it. Do we manifest certain things? Do we create them ourselves? Oh my goodness, um, you know, this teaching has such an interesting idea about creation. So when we're talking about the earth plane again, and I always say this, that the, the creatures that live on other planets, they probably call this plane, whatever the name of their planet is, plane. Like we call it the earth plane, they probably call it whatever the, the their planet, whatever they call their planet. But this reality is really a virtual reality. The astral plane is the real world. That's where we really come from. That's where we live forever. So this virtual reality is um, just like a video game, right? You, you and I are the avatars in the video game, and it's our higher selves that are playing with the controls. Let's so, hope nobody wipes us out at this point. Huh? <laughs> exactly. So the, to create in this reality, all you have to do is create uh, an image. I, I know that, uh, and that's what those little pictures are that I'd said that we'd see in other people's energy fields, energy and information. So if you can create a bit of information, an image, and get it out into the stream that creates this virtual reality, then you'll manifest it. So it's a little bit different than the law of attraction, which talks about positive and negative energy and matching the, the, the vibration of your creations. This teaching says more that um, you create 
now, in present time. You don't have to shift your, your frequency. You just have to stay in this moment, and that's when creation happens. So one of the ways I teach my students to create is they create an image of themselves already having whatever it is that they want. Like, for example, you want a red sports car. So what you do is you create an image of you in that sports car and only you, though, because if you put somebody in the passenger seat, then they have a say if that image makes it into the stream. Interesting. That, that creates the virtual reality. So that's what my students do. They create an image of themselves already having it in an attempt to get it out into the stream. Interesting. And, and it could be just about anything. It could be just a nice car, right? <laughs> Yeah, it could be a nice car or a relationship or money or, or whatever, anything. What if greed steps in? What happens? Well, when you create these, these images and you're, you're here on Earth and you're attempting to, to get them out into the stream that's creating the virtual reality, it's your higher self that says yes or no. So what happens as soon as you create me in a, in a red convertible sports car, and I push it out into the stream, what I'm trying to do is motivate my higher self to write a contract for me to have that red car. And so if higher self decides it wants to be greedy, then you'll create greed. If it, if it finds benefit in being greedy, it will be. And, it, of course, every lifetime, higher self has different intentions. Sometimes you might be greedy. Other times you might be you know, frugal or, or, or poor, um, you know, maybe you'll be a nun and not have any possessions whatsoever. So higher self doesn't really know good from bad. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.